In any other year, PwC's global CEO survey would have had a major public release. It would be hosted at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, with extensive media coverage and hundreds of attendees from all over the world. But this is not a regular year, and this was not a regular survey. Now in its 24th year, PwC's annual global CEO survey informs and stimulates the debate on how businesses are facing today's challenges. This year's survey was conducted in January and February 2021 and heard from over 5,000 CEOs in 100 countries and territories. That's a record number of participants. It also had a record number of Canadian respondents with 337 from across Canada. And what PwC discovered was that the world's business leaders are capable of changing quickly and embracing new technologies. What's more, Canadian CEOs are surprisingly optimistic about the future. But this survey also revealed that chief executives need to think more deeply about their decisions around cybersecurity, the climate, and their impacts on society, especially if they want their positive outlooks to last. Because after all that we've been through, going back to the status quo would be a disappointing mistake. So how can this optimism translate to opportunity? What potential threats are on the horizon? And how can CEOs ensure their company's growth and security for the long run? I'm Kira Johnston, and you're listening to Beyond the Bounce, a mini-series from the Conference Board of Canada and PwC. In this three-episode series, we'll explore how Canadian leaders are reinventing and reimagining their companies for the future. Our guest today is Matthew Wetmore, the National Managing Partner of PwC's Industries and Regions. And we're going to talk about the results of PwC's 24th Annual Global CEO Survey. Hi, Matthew. Welcome to Beyond the Bounce. And thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Thanks, Kira. Glad to be here. Matthew, this year's CEO survey shows a significant rebound from 2020's results. Can you talk to us about that? In the period from 2018 to 20, we actually saw a fairly steep decline. If you look at global events that were happening during those periods, there was some uncertainty, trade wars. When we did the survey in 2020, it was actually pre-lockdown. It was in February, so COVID was out there, but it hadn't really hit the Western world yet. That sentiment was declining, which makes it even more interesting to see this rebound that has come. Because what we would have seen had we done it mid last year is an even sharper decline. But then in looking at how companies responded to it, the resilience that they showed, it's understandable why we've now seen this rebound for 2021. If I actually dive into numbers now, then what did we actually see? Over 72% of Canadian CEOs expected global economic growth to improve over the next 12 months. They're also bullish on their own organization's growth, which is important because hopefully they see not only that globally things are going to improve, but what does this mean for my organization in the area that I work in? Most really saw both their revenues as well as their profitability increasing. They saw opportunities for leveraging what they've done to be resilient in the pandemic, and they see that continuing. And if their profitability is increasing, likely that's because they're grabbing market share 
or they're expanding the area that they're working in. Given the sentiment heading into 2020, really no surprise that we're going to see this bounce back in 2021. But what I'll say is that just because people expect a bounce back and they have a strategy on it, how do they really translate that into execution? How can companies take what they've done well and then translate that into a roadmap to take advantage of this optimism and this growth that everyone is expecting for the coming year? Now, even with all this optimism that you mentioned, what are CEOs still anxious about? One of the top things that they're concerned about is with the pace of change that COVID has accelerated, how we work and how we conduct business in Canada, that is one of the top things. Companies have needed to adopt digital tools faster than ever before to meet the customers where they're at, and they'll continue to do so. We expect that to go even as things open up. Over 70% of the Canadian CEOs, they plan on increasing their digital investments in the next three years. No surprise there. Linked to this digital transformation, cybersecurity has moved to the top of lists of extreme threats. Heightened concern is understandable. As organizations are really raising their digital ambitions, it's important to proactively invest in these measures to strengthen privacy systems and threats. We saw unprecedented levels of attacks. And just even a couple of weeks ago, now we all read about the colonial pipeline in the US. These are real attacks that are happening and taking advantage of the move that many companies have had to become much more digitally enabled. After cyber threats, CEOs are most concerned about pandemics, of course, and other health threats, overregulation. That's really increased in this past year. Misinformation is a new one that is really accelerating. And then increasing tax obligations. There's always some concern there. It's very closely tied with overregulation. But I would say this year, more than ever, people are starting to ask the questions. Who's going to pay for all this government stimulus? And corporations are concerned about it. How does Canada compare against the global results from your survey? Are there any key differences that you noticed? This year, we actually had a record number of respondents to our survey. We had over 330, which is a marked increase from other years. This actually moved the Canadian averages more in line with global sentiment. We got a good population to draw from. However, we did still see some important differences. Top threat to growth in Canada is really cyber, which placed above the pandemic. Globally, it's just the other way around. We had pandemic first, then cyber. So that's very interesting and really showcases how important this is for Canadian CEOs. Every organization is much more reliant on their own technology and not just their own technology as there's been a big move to the cloud. Now we're very reliant on our suppliers' technology and partners within ecosystems. CEOs need to think about their role in securing that ecosystem. If I flip over globally, we saw CEOs really seeking operational efficiencies to drive growth within their organizations. Whereas within Canada, the top activity to drive growth is organic growth activities. Now, that could be done, of course, through some operational efficiencies. We also see some inorganic growth and deals activity is expected to be very high. But it is interesting to note 
how Canadian CEOs look to that and really see their prospects very good. They have strategy in place now. It's about execution to get that organic growth. Canadian CEOs also deviate from global CEOs in terms of long-term investments. 75% of Canadian CEOs, they plan on increasing their investment in leadership and talent development, placing it number one in Canada in terms of where they're going to put their investment. Globally, only 67% of CEOs are investing in this area, moving it down the list to number four. Great to see the Canadian CEOs, how do we upskill our employees and really prepare them for that digital future. Another area of investment that CEOs deviate from global is that investments in sustainability and ESG initiatives, it's less than 50% of CEOs said this is a top priority and an area for investment versus 60% of their global peers. We're digging into that further to see, and do we have a bit of kind of mid-market bias within there from some of the respondents? Because we certainly have seen with the large companies a big focus on ESG. And I'll just say that in my work within private equity and work with the companies that private equity is buying, this is a top issue that's moved beyond just a check the box, a diligence exercise to are they positioned and how does that fit within our overall ESG mandate, governance, and environmental footprint. It's a big deal. So we intend to unpack that further and have some comments around that one. Of all the new strategies that Canadian CEOs have learned during COVID-19, which of these should they keep? Which of them should they get rid of? It could be no surprise that what I'll say is the resilience that we've seen companies really investing in digital and being able to become omni-channel with their customers, that's got to stay. How they interact with them, how they meet their customers, where they want to be met, those shifts have stayed. It was happening already. The pandemic just really accelerated that. So we would say absolutely continue on that. The other thing that I would say, and it was really good to see it in what Canadian CEOs are doing, is that investment in their people to upskill them, to recognize that most likely what we'll see is some sort of hybrid working going forward, certainly for office jobs. But I think then even looking at traditional jobs that were in manufacturing, in warehouses, in others, is there ways through digital both upskilling the people as well as better use of technologies to look at how that can be done more efficiently going forward. All of this takes time to make it systematic. And I know many people, you're just like, okay, if we can just get through this period and that period just keeps being longer and longer and longer, then it will get back to normal or how it was. Well, what we're observing in conversations with our clients and even what we're observing ourselves and how we're running our business, there are some permanent shifts that have happened. And those shifts, again, if you look back, they were there. Now they've been accelerated and it's starting to become what that new normal looks like. What concerns you about how Canadian CEOs have responded to the survey? So the number one thing is really on cyber. Despite it being the top threat to growth, with 87% of Canadian CEOs concerned about cyber threats, only 61% have explicitly 
factored cyber threats into their risk management activities, and only 69% are planning on increasing their investments in this area. That's a gap, and there's some concern with that. A lot of times as we talk to clients, it's not just a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and then what are you and your management teams going to do to respond to it? The frequency, the impact is expanding around this. People are clearly concerned about it. Now it's translating that into what actions are we going to take to really mitigate it. What should CEOs do to ensure their organization's long-term survival in this case, if they're not doing so already? Really what it starts with is understanding where the risks are within your organization. So is it risk just within your operations? How is that impacting some of your third-party service providers? How is it impacting your suppliers? And doing that holistic kind of risk assessment. And again, you may say, yeah, Matthew, that's basic. That's what we should do. Then just do it. That's what we would say. Really look at that and then continually update it. Because you may say, look, we did that a couple of years ago. We were fine. We had good kind of mitigation. A lot has changed a couple of years ago, even six months ago. So this is something that really needs to be dynamic. So I really encourage you to start with that piece of it. Look at the risk mitigating activities that you have. Are they fit for purpose today? And then how are you constantly monitoring those and moving them forward? One last question, Matthew, as a business leader yourself, what makes you optimistic about the future? If I look at this past 14 or 15 months that we're just coming through, the resilience that I saw within business, what I saw at the beginning of the pandemic is CEOs, leadership teams, it was all hands on deck. And that was the first couple of months that got people through. Then it was really about what are the adjustments that we need to do now that our people are safe? What are the adjustments that we need to do to keep our business operating and thriving? And what we started to see is real opportunities emerge. We saw businesses, some surprising ones, start to take market share. And we see that continuing. We're heading into a period of growth. That's what the economists are all saying. That's the consensus that's happening. But what I'll say, though, is there's going to be winners and losers. What I really encourage kind of all of you to do, which is also what gives me kind of optimism, is companies that are very thoughtful and are making choices on what they're going to do, the investments that they're going to make in technology, keeping cyber risks, really keeping those environmental risks at bay as well. We talked about that E part of ESG, and then looking to the future, investing in their employees and in their upskilling. Those are going to be the winners. And it's a real time for Canada to shine as well, because the CEOs that we're talking with, that we're dealing with, this sense of optimism combined with strategy, combined with really good execution, I think it's just going to be a great time for our Canadian companies to shine, not only on the Canadian stage, but really on the global stage as well. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on as our first guest on Beyond the Bounce. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kira. You can access the full report and results from PwC's 24th annual Global CEO Survey by following the links in the episode description. You can also download their methodology and filter the results by country. And as always, you can discover the Conference Board of Canada's research, insights, and our latest COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. 
Leadership Perspectives is hosted by Kira Johnston and written by Sarah Mills. Kurt Steiglater is our audio engineer, and Andy Joy is our post-production editor. Our executive producer is Michael Bassett, and ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins. For more podcasts, research, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.